Hello, everyone, and welcome to Run Amok with Rex and Chuck. I'm Rex, and with me is, of course, my valiant co-host, Chuck. What up, what up? And our stalwart producer, Nate the Great. Ahoy. Also, I want to give a quick little shout-out to our intern, Dutch, who's currently out purchasing some supplies for the show, because, you know, we need things. we got to get a little bit more organized here. Our little desk, uh, I don't know, I'm not too happy with it, and he had some ideas, so he's he's out and about, and it's going to help us make this place look a little bit nicer. Exciting. Yeah, I hope he comes back with the supplies I put on the list. Yeah? Protein powder. Oh, well, I'm sure I'm sure he's going to go and Protein stop Protein bars. Yeah. Uh, Raw chicken, a lot of chicken, um, brown rice, you know. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure he'll get it. I know he knows what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully he'll get what I want and not just completely forget my list. Uh, so tonight, we are going to do a little bit of a new format. Um, we're going to be doing something that I'm going to call Run Amuck Short. We're going to try to do a shorter episode tonight. This one, hopefully, is going to play have a playtime of about 25, 30 minutes. Tonight, we will be discussing something that I think everybody has had some sort of encounter or experience or maybe even personal uh, experience with, and I wanted to kind of touch on road rage. We've all had our own experience of road rage. This is true. At least everybody's like witnessed it, even if it's just like on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty universal American experience. I would uh, say that. It might even be a pretty universal global experience. And I will say this. I don't know that there's a lot of situations that are more uncomfortable than being a passenger in the car with someone else who has road rage. Oh, yeah. That's oh, very true. You feel like your life is on the line. A little bit. Yeah. And you, don't, you don't know where it's going to go, how far it's going to go. Especially like if that's the first time that you are seeing the angry side of somebody uh and of course, there's a story connected with this, but you know, when I was in the army in Italy, uh, there was this sailor who worked in the same building that I did, and we had become friends, bonded over some different nerd things. He tried to turn me on to all this weird music I had never heard of, you know, and all this like underground punk stuff. Oh, you got to listen to like Fugazi and the Bad Brains and blah blah blah. All these bands I really didn't care about, and but that, that we've never heard of. Also, exactly, yeah, and and they're not really worth looking up, I don't think, but. In any case, uh, one day he goes, oh, let's go grab lunch off post. I'll drive. Awesome. Because my car wasn't in country yet. And he's taken me through Vicenza, Italy. And then all of a sudden, somebody makes the wrong move at an intersection. And he leans out of his window and spits on this dude's car. What? <laughs> it's like, dude, we're guests in this country. Yeah. And then he's flipping the guy off and yelling at him. And I'm sitting there probably in the most like uncomfortable mood I've ever been yeah. because it's like, well now I'm sort of connected and associated with this. And if something is about to go down between us and some Italian guy, I'm now implicated. I did not sign up to be part of a crime scene today, sailor. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And you never know what the other person is going to be capable of. You don't know who that person is. Yeah. Like to me, that is the most, I don't know if I can say this on our podcast, but that is the most ballsy thing to just put yourself out there like that. I'll allow it. Thank you. And just be that combative. Like what change? And I'm sure there is some scientific study on this. We didn't look it up because that's not what we do here. No, but I'm sure, (laughs) but I'm sure there's scientific study about like this mentality of like you're, you're braver when you're in your car, you feel more invincible in your car. You feel like you have a little bit more power. It's a little bit more of an even playing field. Yeah. Like somebody like me might feel capable of going up against somebody like you 
if you look at it like our vehicles, you know, I don't know what that mentality shift is. Let me posit two possible answers to that question. Sure. Number one, there's probably a little bit of of the same embrace of anonymity that there is on the internet, right? So yeah. everybody yeah. can be a tough guy on the internet because chances are no one's ever going to hold you accountable for the things you say and for the attitudes that you have. Similarly, in your car, most of the words you say will not be heard by the person that you are targeting with that language, right? So there's a little bit of that. Um, and, you know, in your car, you own that space. So you sort of always are like the the alpha animal in that space, sure. you know, and, and that courage to be so bold and brash comes along with it. Um, and every time you're in your car, this is sort of the second part, every time you're in your car, you are by nature on your way somewhere. And everybody around you is going to interfere with that journey. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes more frustrating than other times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you were kind of telling me a little bit earlier that there's a an experience you had just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and it had been probably more than two years since I really viciously screamed at someone. <laughs> Probably the last time it happened, because I've never really screamed at Corey before. So probably the last time it happened, I was... Oh, you know what? I did scream at this guy in community college. <laughs> he deserved it. And, and sure maybe that's did. a different story I can tell later. Another time, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that would have been back in like 2015, 2014. So it's been a while. Okay. And I was in my car. I'm driving home. I think it was driving home from the gym. So in addition to having somewhere to be and feeling that warm embrace of anonymity, I also have a massive pump okay. <laughs> and uh, just feeling very, you know, confident and everything. But there's a guy in front of me, goes from normal speed, let's call it 75 miles an hour because we are on the freeway. I understand that's cheating the speed limit a little bit, but it's just a little bit. And it's the speed of traffic. Well, gradually he slows down to like 55 and that's a problem. And I thought, well, you know, if he's going that slow, then I'm going to give him a minute to realize it, and then I'm going to pass him. So I gave him maybe like a mile and a half to figure it out. He never did. So I thought, okay, well, then I'm just going to pop over to the right side and pass him up because the left lane was also clogged. And I pass him, and I look over, and, you know, his windows are tinted, but I can see the blurry glow of a phone in front of someone's oh. face. And then it all made sense. That's the ultimate roadway sin. But I pass him innocently like i'm not going crazy i'm not yelling at him or anything but i pass him get back in that lane evidently he took massive offense to this because all of a sudden he slams on the gas pedal he's really tailgating blaring his brights and everything and you know trying to wash me out i guess with light and then he zooms ahead passes me and we all know a little bit about what a brake check is. You know, you tap your brakes for a second. You make the person go, oh, oh, no, and back off. This was not a brake check. This was a going from 70-something miles an hour pace down to, like, 25. So he slammed on his brakes right in front of me. In reaction, I slammed on mine, swerved to the right, got around him. And now I'm back in front of him, but then he speeds up and passes me again and essentially does the same thing. And I'm thinking, wow, like it's it's been a long time since I encountered somebody 
this stupid or this inebriated on the road. Like, I really couldn't believe that this was happening between me and another human being. Yeah, you don't expect it. Because we're not... We're not two chums out on bicycles having a nice, innocent ride. We're essentially driving missiles that are going almost 80 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, And he wants to play these kind of games, you know. And (laughs) I was so enraged that I really was screaming at, like, full volume. And letting out anger that I had not tapped into for a long time. And I kept having this thought of, like, man, if this guy follows me off the freeway onto the on-ramp or whatever it might it might be go time yeah (laughs) for the first time in a long time it might be time to throw down oh and lo and behold i got off at scott and he got off at scott and i'm watching him come up behind me and hands are getting all tight on the steering wheel like white knuckle tight i'm sweating of course you know of course i'm getting real hot yeah (laughs) and the whole time i'm just thinking man if i see that dude's driver's side door budge even an inch then this is happening yeah (laughs) he is not gonna go home the same way he left (laughs) you're tearing yourself out of that car and you're gonna go have a an altercation yeah we're gonna have a little gentleman's confrontation okay and uh thankfully for me and him we both got to the red light and he didn't hesitate he spun out and and turned right and sped far away very fast yeah Um, good good maybe he realized (laughs) what he had done or or i don't know maybe his wife was in the car and was giving him the business i'm not sure or he got a look at you and he's like oh no oh i'm sure that was i'm not a very intimidating guy but uh man that was that was the angriest i've been on the road in a long time and i think what i was mostly responding to is just the fact that we're in this lethal risky environment you know we probably don't calculate the risk when we get in our car and take off somewhere because to us it feels so routine but but it's a dangerous place i mean that's that's the jungle out there you are putting your life into the hands of the machine yeah and into the machines of of other people yeah and i guess i just couldn't believe how brazen this guy was being with my well-being and his and all he's responding to is me passing him when he's going too slow. He took it very personally for some reason. Yeah, and so, to be perfectly honest, I'm not even sure if I can call what I had road rage. I think I just had rage. Uh, <laughs> just appropriate, defensive, appropriate, appropriate rage. rage. I think he had road rage, because he took offense to my expert maneuvers. Uh-huh. But, yeah, that's that's like the most recent uh, road rage experience I've had, and probably the most, like hefty i mean that that's a legit story like that that's right up the alley of what we're talking about like people get a little bit crazy on the road yeah i have never had to deal with that thankfully and if i did like if somebody ever cut in front of me and slammed on their brakes like that like very intentionally trying to like get at me i probably would have been like i probably would have been upset but i also probably would have just slowed down got over and just kept slowing down until he was far enough away that it didn't matter anymore and then i'd go on my way and then i'd probably like think about it for like two weeks Mm -hmm. and just be like uh you get so you get out of the situation but it let it get that stays in your head for a while it does like he still effectively like ruined my life for like two weeks because i'm gonna be mulling over it forever and ever that's pretty funny maybe even more than two weeks i don't know i'll tell you this much when i drive home now 
Uh-huh. I keep my eyes peeled for a black BMW SUV. Wow. <laughs> because I Did you get I'm, the license plate? No, no. Oh. But I'm I got the make and model and I'm always eager to see is that is that going to be the guy. We'll put him on blast Am on I our have podcast. To find him again? <laughs> so if you're out there black BMW SUV with a very niche interest in podcasts, just know <laughs> that Chuck's got his eyes peeled for you. Yeah. Well, we know roughly what area he drives. Yeah, and well, he, got, he got off at Scott, so he, All right. gosh, what if he lived out by our church? Oh, he could. Oh, and no. also, he turned, Chuck's right. for, he turned he, in the direction of our church. <laughs> Chuck <laughs> forgives you like a good Christian of man. Of course I do. Of course I do. Oh, my. But I'm also making my offense oh, yeah. known, yeah. which is also biblical. Yeah, sure. If you have a problem with if a he's brother, a Christian. you should let him know. If he's a Christian. If he's a Christian. Yeah. And hey. You know, this is Southwest Riverside mm. County. I'm making an assumption based on the numbers. Which is what, 10%? Uh, no, it's got to... Dude, come on. Think about how many churches... practicing. Think about how many churches well, are just within 10% of your house. I know, but still, it's still lower than I think you... I, I think it's still lower than you think it is. Dude. Maybe. Okay. Maybe we can We have, don't do research on this show. Maybe we can have our show. producer no, look up Southwest Riverside County demographics. Yeah. But if I was a betting man... I'd set the over-under at, like, 30%. Like, go to church at least once a month. Yeah. I'd set the over-under at, like, 30%. I think it's still, like, And 10. you know what? I'd probably take the over. I think it's still, like, 10. Wow. Yeah. I think you're the, really I think, <laughs> underestimating this community. I might be, but... I think it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, 20. <laughs> All right. Well... Let's take bets right now. Yeah. No. Betting is wrong. That's right. <laughs> I think ten dollars. They're just they're, no, they're not. Like I got five dollars. Real monetary bets, but like, you know. Sure. Ten bragging rights. Okay, oh. bragging rights. Yeah. Next time we come together, let's have some one of us, probably our producer, do some research yeah. and figure out what that actual number is. And for sure. our audience, if there's a number that comes to your mind, this is the percentage of Riverside County that identifies as Christian, goes to church at least once a month, according to Rex's guidelines. Whatever number, percentage number of the county you think does that, go ahead and put it in the chat. Yeah. And uh, we'll let you know. We'll yeah. let you know how close you came. And it can't be it can't be just like people who claim to be Christian because a lot of people will claim that and they aren't practicing Christians. Well That see now <laughs> that's kind that, of an impossible metric. We can't know. You can know, like I feel like you can know. <laughs> I feel like there's a question out there. Do you 70%, attend okay. okay, do you attend church? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah. Like and it can't just a month. yeah, and it can't just be like oh, I go to church Christmas and Easter. Yeah, you can't be a creaster. <laughs> yes, I've not heard that one. Before. I, I don't like it. I picked it up from an old radio. <laughs> I, I, kind of, I kind of like it. You do? I do. I, I don't know. All right, now as crazy as my road rage story was, uh-huh. I have one to tell you that is like ten times better. Okay. Uh, now this didn't happen to me. Who did it happen to? Some to? I won't say, but it happened to somebody I know. Okay. All right, and this was years ago predates any sense of Christian testimony. So this person got cut off in a really egregious way. You know, it was a scenario a lot like mine, a bad maneuver followed up with no apology or anything. Right. So this person I know followed the offensive driver home. Ooh. And when that person got into their driveway, ripped her out of the car. Whoa. (laughs) And only stopped because the husband came out and was like, what's going on? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and then got back in her car and drove home. That is a level. That That's a step up. That's a little that's beyond a righteous up. indignation. It is. Which is what I think I was feeling. Yeah. But is it though? Because I would have fought that dude. I'm not saying 
I'm not saying it wasn't warranted. I almost warranted. followed him down Scott Road. I'm I was not, this close. I'm not saying it isn't warranted. Fighting is wrong, kids. <laughs> Stay in school. <laughs> but, oh, I don't know. It's just not me. It's just not what I would have done. Right. Uh, even if he cracked the door, I would have just walked my... If Okay, if I was really, really upset, like the most upset I probably have ever been, because that's about the level I would have to be to to do this... I wouldn't get out of my car. I would hit him with my car. <laughs> my car is my best weapon. I mean, like, I'm not going to go out and try to like fight this guy. Vehicular manslaughter is also wrong, kids. Well, none of this is right. Okay. <laughs> I feel okay. But if I'm going to live in an imaginary world and just say what I would do. Based on that answer, I'm uh, going to say right now, uh-huh. if Chris was alive in the 18th century, you're the kind of guy who would have dueled people. Pistols at dawn. Yeah, maybe, yeah. And I would have practiced all the time. You would, have, sure had, that I won. You would have had one of those dueling gloves that you slap people with. And you say, I challenge yeah. you to a duel. I would. In fact, I'm, I should go invest in one of those. I mean, that kind of sounds fun. It does. With, without actual bullets, obviously. Well, without actual bullets, I think that kind of takes the fun out of it. The fun is in the stakes. I right. Mean, uh, this is high stakes poker, basically. Sure, sure. You know, times a thousand. So this, this is another... You're betting your life. This is another idea we should do. We should, like, get, like... Uh, uh, laser tag gear and like set this up and try ah, it and see who would be okay be so airsoft paintballs paintballs sure yeah. whatever yeah. paintballs paintball fun. make Ooh. it interesting let's, paintballing let's do it for paintball. yeah we'll we get need some to do Tittmans. that what what it's a brand of paintball gun it's like the standard that you would rent at a paintball course it's called a tipman i don't know that i want the standard for rentals yeah i want the standard for like real people who do it yeah well not on paid Rent courses things. Clearly, we have a lot of money to just throw into this. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I mean, all right. So uh, next time we have the chance, whenever that's going to be, a uh, paintball gun duel, that's what we're all agreeing to? I'd be, t- I'd be into that, yeah. All right. Yes. Which is just to see, like, I mean, obviously we can go and play an actual game, but, like, let's let's get our rage out in a game, and then let's see if we can, like, stage, like a, like a you know, you, I don't know, it was like a, would it be a Western thing? Where you well, could like do the Western. Remember, Alexander Hamilton is killed in a duel. Okay, with well, pistols by Aaron Burr. That's okay, seventeen hundred. Well, so you just okay. So we'll just call it a pistol duel. Yeah. But that's the thing where you like count to ten or whatever, and then you draw and shoot each other. It's ten paces. Yes. So. You, okay. Have you? Never but how do you know when you turn before? around? How do you know when you turn around? <laughs> I've well, seen them in movies, but I don't know like what's official. There, okay, so there's an impartial observer. Right. Okay. He checks the pistols. Sounds like the producer. Hands to the competitors. Okay. Has them turn away from each other and then counts off ten paces. Okay. One, you know, it counts up, and then when you get to ten, you're supposed to turn around and shoot each other. Just so second he says ten, you just go. Yes, it's go time. So the the contest is essentially a measure of who can turn and aim and fire the quickest. Yes. Yeah. Now, supposedly, at a certain point in history. And this is part of the Alexander Hamilton story. It became this like silent gentleman's agreement that if you were going to duel, it was almost like ceremonial. And both guys were supposed to just shoot their pistols into the air. Hmm. I don't think that's true. Um, And other historians I've talked to say, oh, that's just something people came up with to make Aaron Burr, who shot Alexander Hamilton into an even bigger villain. The fight was real. They were supposed to shoot each other. 
Aaron sure. Burr lived up to his commitment. I don't know yeah. what Alexander Hamilton's problem was, except Probably that he was miss. a bad shot. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, and you only get one shot. Okay. Right. Of course. So what if both parties miss? Then it's a tie. Then you both suck. And yeah. You should do it again. You'd go <laughs> again. So the object is right? last man standing. Like I, well, literally, actually, you know, someone has to die. Sure. Now not this. Right. We'll flash forward down the timeline a little bit. This is like into the Wild West, but I have read um, accounts of duels where when guys, if they both shot and missed, then it was just a brawl and they Uh would just try to beat each other to death. Oh, fun. Because someone is not walking away from this duel. Otherwise, what's the point of the duel? Okay. So it is like kind of like a, you got to have. By the time you got to the Wild West and by the. You know, we romanticize the Wild West a little bit, but it was a savage time. Sure, yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to live then. (laughs) Between the natives and the cowboys, people were killing each other all the time. And they were doing it in some pretty brutal ways. All right, so I have have one more question that I want to hit on this short episode. Yeah. Sorry, I've gotten us so far off the road of road rage. Hey, that happens. (laughs) I want to ask our viewers and then anybody who's listening to the podcast... uh, who do you think among us, the three of us, and I, and I think there's probably a pretty good idea between me and Chuck, but among the three of us, who do you think is the most likely to have legitimate road rage? And I don't mean be upset by somebody else's road rage, but like, who do you think among Chuck, Rex, and Nate would be most likely to actually like go over the edge and start brake checking people, yelling out the window, so on and so forth. I'd be really curious to know what people think. Well, um, so when I was commuting uh, full time, I would probably say me um, because I just felt like that all the time because I was on the 91, which as anybody who's been on the 91 knows, especially during rush hour, it's a parking lot. and It's, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Um, and then I had a few uh, accidents Um <laughs> In close succession, and that turned me into a much different driver. So I'm very safe and cautious, and I avoid all those kind of confrontational situations. So now. so there was a time, though, when you were driving a lot that you felt, like, pretty aggressive? Yes. Yes, very much. And, like... Of course, I like, never actually did anything about it, so it was more internalized rage. Was there any yelling? In my car, yes. Yeah? With <laughs> the windows probably mostly like closed. You idiot! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've done that. I'll do that because I know they can't hear me. Like you said earlier. Yeah. It's that warm bliss of anonymity. Right. You know, and the confidence of knowing that you will never be held accountable for the things you say. Yeah. Be the kind of driver that your mother thinks you are. (laughs) That is good advice. That way. (laughs) I'm not sure. One time she let me borrow her. She had a, uh, eclipse spider. I think it was called. Nice. And, uh, one time she let me borrow that. And she wondered how, in like a four-hour period, I like basically wasted a whole tank of gas. <laughs> <laughs> she, she might not think I'm a very good driver, or a very safe one. Yeah, I did some stupid stuff actually when I was first driving in high school. Me and some friends would race on the streets, very public streets, and do some terrible, definitely against the law driving that I am not proud of. And I will tell you, my little Ford Ranger 
did at one point have all four wheels off the ground. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That yes. is I impressive. shouldn't say that's all. That's terrible. Chris. It's terrible. It's impressively that. terrible. <laughs> you should consider this a moment of repentance. I should. Yeah. I'm very sorry. Yeah. I'll never As do it should. again. Three Hail Marys and uh, Unless four it's out in the desert. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, my first driving experience was also really dumb. Yeah. Uh, man, I was 13, 12 or 13. I actually can't 100% remember how old I was, but I was with my mother in Fallbrook and, uh, we had this Buick park Avenue. That was my brother's, but for some reason it was left at my mom's house. I think he had gone there and got a ride home with somebody else or something. But, um, <laughs> I kind of conned her into letting me drive it. Um, and I had been like driving it around on their property and had done just well enough that she said, well, okay. Cause we needed to go to seven 11 or whatever. Yeah. And I said, yeah, you know, dads would let me drive the truck around town, which was an absolute lie. And I apologize for her. This is my moment of repentance. <laughs> and I'm There's this really difficult left turn in Fallbrook coming off whatever road it was onto Brandon Street. And uh, <laughs> I turned too sharply left and actually clipped the car that was sitting at the red light. And... Okay, uh, so you've been in an accident as well. Yeah, and you know, my mom took all the heat, obviously. Yeah. Um Wow, she let you drive on the road. Yeah, she did. Wow. But she took all the heat for that. She didn't let me get implicated in it in any way. Now I'm pretty sure it was all kept like off the record. She reached kind of a gentleman's agreement with the other driver where it was like, Hey, like we'll just get cash to pay for this. Like we don't have to get the cops involved or anything, you know. Right. And um Oh sure, because you were twelve. Yeah. yeah. And and they were cool enough to <laughs> Good. Abide by that, but uh, funny I enough, see this twelve-year-old in juvie. <laughs> so, like, my dad ended up kicking in some money to help cover it, right? Because I'm his son too, and mm-hmm. uh, we're so close to Christmas. The story takes on new relevance. I ruined Christmas because <laughs> nice, <laughs> my dad nice. kicked in that money, and then we like yeah. didn't have Christmas that year. Well, we didn't well, put up the lights. We didn't buy a tree, and he kept saying, "Uh, like." When next July rolls around, we'll do Christmas in July. I don't Dang. know if you can take the the blame for that. I mean, you I mean, were I did twelve. It. Yeah, but I still did it. But it was kind of <laughs> your mom's responsibility. Yeah, she didn't Looking let you at drive. That, yeah. Now imagine the road rage you would feel if some afro-haired twelve-year-old clipped your car <laughs> today. I don't, I don't know. I would probably just be like, oh. So I mean, cute. If, they, if they looked like a 12 year old yeah if they looked like a 17 18 year old it might be a different story oh i'd be yeah. even, i'd be really pissed if it was like an 18 yeah. year old because yeah. i would remember myself as an 18 right. year old and just how stupid i was and yeah. i would just assume that this person is also being very stupid but yeah yeah you know maybe the the theological uh spiritual application for us to make from this discussion is one of forgiveness sure. and grace where it's needed now that doesn't necessarily mean that we should stop ourselves from feeling offended when somebody does something stupid, because a lot of stupid things happen on the road. Right. But perhaps it's in those moments that we should remember how equally capable we are yeah. of doing stupid things. For sure. And affording a Christ-like willingness to be wronged by other people on the road, um, and instead to simply offer up mercy uh, in place of anger and rage following the example of our Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, He went to the cross. 
we can go to Rite Aid without becoming angry. Well done. <laughs> well said. Well put. All right. I feel like there needs to be a stump chuck here. No, we don't have time. Just Google a question. Ugh. Pull up a Trivial Pursuit card. I know you've got one around here somewhere. All right, hold on. All He's right. going to get a question. All right. I'll read it to you. Okay. And then I'll close up That'll for this episode. That'll put a episode. nice cap on our 30 minutes. Now, so do you want it to be American history? Well, yeah. Okay. Or it's, pop it's, culture or something. I don't care. Okay, find something on uh, Taylor Swift. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Although I might get it right. All right, so we're going to throw in a run amuck stump chuck, and I've got a question for you. It's going to be another American history. I think we'll just make that the theme for all these questions. Yeah, that'd be just fine. Because you're such an American history buff. Well, I try. Yeah. And you know more than I do, that's for sure. All right, so we have found a question for you. Are you ready? I am. Which battle was the turning point of the American Revolution? Hmm. Oh, that's that's a more complex question. Talk it out. Than you might expect, because there's... Williamsburg, which is like the final battle, basically... Like the penultimate battle. I don't think that's this one. Um, well, that wouldn't be a turning point, would it? Well, yeah. If it's the final battle? Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it like turned really fast. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go back a little bit. Um, I mean, there's the Christmas Day raid. Uh, you know, that's Washington crossing the Delaware and all that stuff. Okay. Um, different battles in New Jersey, New York. The retreat from Would you like a hint? Yeah, because there's so many possible answers here. This is a very nuanced question that you've asked me. Uh, it starts with an S. The Battle of... Shreveport? No, that's Louisiana. I'm an idiot. Why did I say Shreveport? You are an idiot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Clearly. Um, starts with an S. I thought this would be easy. Syracuse? I don't know. No. S-A... That's R. <laughs> Saratoga? There you there go. It is. Ding, ding, ding. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know who decided that, but apparently on this I website. Would, you know what? I would have gone with Williamsburg. Yeah. So. You didn't we'll, get it today. We'll write them. We'll write uh, triviaquestions.com. Tri- triviaquestions with two S's.com. That's so. where we went wrong. <laughs> My fault. Sorry. All right. We'll get a better one next time. Okay. That's All right. Fine. Thanks for listening. If you have any funny or interesting road rage stories, go ahead and drop us an email at contact at rarcpodcast.com and tell us about it. We may share it at the end of a future episode. Uh, It'd be kind of fun to get somebody else's voice heard in a way. Also, find us on all your favorite podcatchers and and all the big social media platforms uh, at rarcpodcast. Please, if you enjoyed this podcast, like and subscribe wherever you listen. Thank you. Whoa, whoa. You have activated the holocron. You twist those. What even is a holocron? I don't remember this in any of the movies. You need to watch the Clone Wars TV show. Yeah, I'm not going to do that.